Our scripture reading this evening comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And I have a visual that I invite you to turn your attention to the screen as we watch this evening's scripture. On the same night, under the same starry sky, not too far away, there were shepherds taking care of their flock during the night watch. It was an ordinary night as the animals quietly grazed. But soon, this ordinary night was interrupted by glory. Something caught their attention. Suddenly, the shepherds realized they were no longer alone in this field that night. An angel stood before them. The shepherds were terrified, but the angel comforted them, saying, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Tonight a Savior has been born in Bethlehem. He is the Messiah, and he was born for you. The angel told the shepherds exactly where to find this baby boy, this gift of hope come to earth. He would be wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough in a nearby stable in the city of David. In the blink of an eye, the glorious multitude of the heavenly host appeared, surrounding those humble shepherds in glory. With their voices, they lifted up an angelic song of praise to God. And in that breathtaking moment, the heavens boldly proclaimed the glory of the one who not only knew the stars by name, but knew the names of those humble shepherds in the field. This quiet night turned into the most glorious of nights, and the shepherds hurried off to find the baby boy. They found him lying in a feeding trough, exactly as the angel had said. The shepherds couldn't keep this good news inside. They told everyone they met about the angel, the heavenly host, the young couple, and the precious Christ child. And all who heard it were amazed. Just as we continue to be amazed as we remember this night, this moment, when hope was made known to us. Well, it's good to be here with you all this evening. I want to thank you for joining us uh, as we've added a Christmas Eve service to try and kind of provide a little more distancing and space for tomorrow night. So thank you for all of you who are here tonight. It's good to be here with you as we are here together to gather together to, to uh, celebrate uh, that which we've been preparing for, which was the, the birth of Jesus. And so the past four weeks, we've gone through the season of Advent, which has been a journey of preparation and anticipation as we've prepared our hearts to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Over the past four weeks, we've talked about how Advent is not just an extension or a prequel to Christmas, but instead it's a season that is marked by hope, it's marked by love, it's marked by joy, and it's marked by peace. In Advent, we remember that Jesus brings all of these things, for he is the fulfillment of the one that we read about in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, chapter 7, which says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, or God with us. And so in tonight's video, we watched an illustration of our scripture this evening. And as I watched the video, I was reminded of the Christmas story. As we read of it in the Gospel of Luke and then also in the Gospel of Matthew. Because the birth of Jesus, if you think about it, is not the most cleanest of cut stories. It's a story that doesn't answer every question. It's a story that is full of miracles. But most importantly, when we read the story of Jesus and his birth, we read that it is a story of life. 
of real life. And so in the story of Jesus, we see how God chose to enter this world as the Word made flesh. We see how God chose to come to this earth as we read about in John chapter 3 in order to deliver us from sin and to bring to us love so that the Son of Man comes not to judge but to offer love to the world. We remember God's love as we remember words like in John chapter 3 where it tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that all who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. See, this story of Jesus has transcended generations for over 2,000 years. It's a story that was born in the time of, of conflict and, and of a time where Israel had, had the Roman army present as they ruled as the empire over the entire Middle East. It's a story that has remained, if you think about it, in times of greatest scarcity as well as times when there were plenty. And what I've been reminded about this year is that the story and life of Jesus has remained and will be the thing that we focus on even as we live in uncertain times, like times of quarantine and distancing. See, friends, the reason all these other stories have faded away and the story of Jesus has remained is because it's more than just a story. And so if you're to pick up the Gospel of Matthew or the Gospel of Luke, or the Gospel of John and Mark, they all offer different versions of the birth of Jesus, different accounts of, of how God entered this earth into the person of Jesus Christ. But what they show us is the way that God has chosen to work in and through our lives and in and through this world. They tell us how God chose to be with us to be Emmanuel in this world by being born to Mary in the town of Bethlehem through the resurrection of Jesus, choosing to be God with us each and every day. It transcends all of these things because Jesus is real and lives are changed and lives continue to be changed because of the resurrection and because of the way that God chooses to continue to work in and through each of your lives. Because Jesus is God with us. And because of God's love, our advent, our lives, are marked by love. And so God with us brings us hope. When everything else seems hopeless. If you look in, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, we, we've looked at the passage of Scripture of, of Elizabeth and Zechariah who were chosen by God to bring John the Baptist into the world. The angel Gabriel appeared to Zechariah and told him his wife would be with child. Their child would be the one to prepare the way for the Lord. See, this is in a time Israel needed hope. And John the Baptist was sent to direct everyone's eyes to the hope that was about to be offered in their midst, the hope that was being offered to them by God in Jesus Christ. Friends, this Advent, we have remembered and we can claim tonight that it is a season of hope because God offers us hope and Jesus offers us hope. We've had hope even as we've lived through an Advent that has been unlike no other with the fear and uncertainty surrounding with COVID. 
We've had to deal with government rules and regulations as you've had to respond in your businesses and in your workplaces and in our church and in our families and in all the areas of our lives. But we have been able to have hope and it's not because of what the government has done or because of what people have done. Our hope is because of what God chooses to do in and through our lives. Because God chose in Jesus Christ to walk on this earth. We have seen the hope that is written of in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, where Isaiah says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. See, because of the promise of Jesus, hope was alive in Israel. And it's because of the promise of Jesus that hope can be and is present in our lives as we focus on him in this season of Advent and on the day of Christmas. Because of the promise of Jesus, we are able to experience a joy that is based on the work and faithfulness of God. It's not based on our own experience as humans. And so we're reminded of the joy of Mary and Elizabeth when the two of them were able to share in the way that God had revealed himself in Elizabeth's womb through the child that she was carrying in John the Baptist, as she heard Mary's voice and the baby leaped within her womb, the two of them were able to share in the way, the joy that they had and of the call that they had that God had placed on the child in each of their lives. John, for the purpose of preparing the way, and Jesus in terms of him being God himself descending to the earth. So when we talk of the joy of Advent, we talk of the presence of God in our lives, even when things aren't necessarily joyous. In Advent, we remember the joy that God brings us in Jesus. Tonight is part of Christmas. We remember the joy of the birth of the son and of the shepherds and others who came to encounter the infant Christ as the promised Messiah. See, the apostle Peter said it best when he said that the joy that we receive from God is inexpressible and it's glorious. In 1 Peter, it says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. See, the season of Advent and Christmas is a season that is marked by joy because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And as we think of the, the birth of Jesus, we like to think that it's peaceful. Maybe it's because of a way in a manger, you know, a way in a manger, you know, no, the baby doesn't make any sound, everything else. But we know it wasn't that. We know after a frantic search for lodging, Mary and Joseph 
went to a stable where she gave birth. We know that the shepherds, if you look at their story in this picture, they were not filled with peace when the angels appeared in the heavens and told them that something was going to happen. And when they saw that the angels saying glory to God in the highest and all of these other things, the shepherds were not filled with joy or with peace or with anything else. My guess is the first thing they felt was fear, wasn't it? They were terrified, and they thought that the angels were ghosts. And then they heard the message of the angels where it said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace on those to whom his favor rests. See, it was only until the angels started speaking and the shepherds began to feel peace that they were able to feel God's peace. God's peace that's more than just an absence of conflict. It's a feeling of safety, of completeness, and of wholeness, even as we are in the midst of things that are beyond our control. It's the feeling that we have that even if the storms of of uncertainty surround us and swirl around us, friends, that's peace. That's the peace that Mary and Joseph felt that night in the manger when they laid their child there that had been born. Nothing was silent. But we know that even in that, there was peace. See, what all of these things do is point our eyes to the coming of Jesus, who is the center of what it means for us to be a Christian and to celebrate Christmas. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Jesus. Amongst all the things that we do in this season, all the celebrations, all the preparation, all of the things that we're going to do with our friends and family in the coming days, we have to be reminded and we have to remember that Jesus is the center of Advent and of Christmas. That Jesus came to us in the most humble of ways, a Messiah who came to deliver but who arrived as a human an infant who was poor, vulnerable, and physically dependent on his parents for every need. Jesus came, and he is God with us, who is also one of us. See, of all the miracles in the world, friends, that's the greatest miracle. is the choice of God to dwell with us. Physically in the person of Jesus as he walked with the disciples, as they saw him eat and drink, as he taught, as he performed miracles, as he healed, and as he was crucified, and then the greatest miracle of all, his resurrection. This is the one who chooses to dwell with you and with me, God with us, through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is who we celebrate tonight. Jesus, who is Emmanuel, or God with us. Jesus, who is still the embodiment of all hope, even when everything else seems hopeless. Jesus, who is the fulfillment or embodiment of love, even when we feel unloved. Jesus, who is the source of our joy, even when everything feels like there's no joy to be found. Jesus, who is our peace, even when everything around us is tumultuous and and, in upheaval. Jesus who's life, and Jesus who offers us life. 
Jesus who lives within us and promises that he will return. And in the meantime, he fills us with his life and with his spirit. Friends, Jesus offers us hope and his joy and his love and his peace this Advent. He offers us his life and the opportunity for life eternal. And this is the life he gives you each and every day. I want to end by saying Romans 5, 1 through 5, summarizes the gifts that we are given by God through Jesus Christ. Paul writes this. He says, Therefore, since we have been made righteousness through faithfulness, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand through him, and we boast in the hope of God's glory. Amen.